Good evening. It is an incredible honor to be able to preach to you guys tonight. And not only preach, but do what I love in front of a congregation that has wonderfully and graciously accepted me as a member here for the past four years. I want to start off by naming a couple of recent events. And this isn't to get you down, but this is to start getting your gears turning just a little bit. July 7th, 2016, Dallas police officers are ambushed by Micah Johnson in Dallas, Texas. Four officers are murdered in cold blood. Lauren Ahrens, Michael Crawl, Michael J. Smith, Brent Thompson, and Patrick Zamarpa. On the evening of July 14th, 2016, 84 people were killed and 303 injured when a 19-ton cargo truck was deliberately driven into crowds celebrating Bastille Day in Nice, France. On July 17th, four Louisiana police officers were ambushed and murdered. The victims of the Baton Rouge police shooting, Montrell Jackson, 32 years old, Matthew Gerald, 41 years old, and Brad Garolifa, 45 years old. If you will, open your Bibles to James 4, verses 13 through 14. It's James 4, verses 13 through 14. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes. If you're going to take away anything, these are two of the things I want you to take away tonight. Number one, no matter what age you are, God says that our life is a mist. We aren't guaranteed another year, another month, another week, another day here on this earth. Number two, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you enough to send his one and only son to die on a cross in order to forgive you for your sins so that your life, it doesn't end when you leave this earth. God promises us eternal life in him. In Romans 3, 22 through 24, it states, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
absolutely none of us deserve to go to heaven. And I know you've heard that in the past and I know everyone kind of knows that, but I really want you to think about that. None of us deserve to go to heaven. Not me, not you, not David Shannon, not Philip Jenkins, none of the elders, none of the deacons, and none of the other faithful members of the church. None of us deserve to go to heaven. We have all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Let me ask you this, and I want this to be on your mind tonight as we follow through through this lesson. Are you 100% sure? 100%, not 95%, not 75%, not 50%, but are you 100% sure that at the end of your time here on earth, that God has you a spot in heaven and that you will be accepted through those pearly gates. If you will flip over to Isaiah 59, verses one through three. Isaiah chapter 59, verses one through three. And this verse, it, it kind of reiterates what I've said. And I know Brayton used this verse as well, but I want you to apply it to your life. I want you to think about it, dwell on it for a little bit. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save or his ear dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. All of us have sinned. Some of us have been baptized and have had those sins washed away. The steps to salvation are the following. And, and most, most people who have had some experience with the Bible, you know these steps. You hear the gospel, you believe the gospel, you repent of your sins, and you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I want you to think about that third step that I mentioned. Repent. This is something that I struggle with personally. You can follow the gospel, you can be baptized, and you can put off the image of being one of the best Christians around. But if you aren't actively repenting of your sins, or at least trying to repent of those sins, you aren't living like the Bible has told you. You aren't living out our God's will. It's easy to be a churchgoer. It's easy to come into this building on Sundays and on Wednesdays. But if you aren't actively pursuing what God has set out for you to do, then you're not being the Christian that he wants us to be. And let me tell you something. None of us know how much time or how much longer we have to get our lives right with God.
Let me repeat that one more time. None of us know how much longer we have to get our lives right with God. Unfortunately, that's a reality. We all know others who aren't living their lives right, whether they've been baptized or they're not, whether they're a member of this church or they're not. We all know someone. And if we all look deep down at ourselves, we can probably see that each of us has our own problems that we need to get fixed before we are judged by God for eternity. When you stand in front of the pearly gates and you see your friend, your coworker, your family member, that person in your class at school that you never really knew, that neighbor from a few doors down, when they look at you and ask, why? Why didn't you tell me about your God? Why didn't you teach me? Why didn't you save me? Why didn't you push harder? Why didn't you tell me about your God? What are you going to say back? Are you going to say, I'm sorry, I just, I never really talked to you, or I'm sorry, I just, I didn't think about it, it didn't cross my mind, Uh, I'm sorry, I I didn't really have enough time, you know, the days we interacted, I was really in a rush, I had to get home, I had the kids to feed, I've got responsibilities, I just didn't have the time. None of those excuses are going to work. They're not going to make anything in that situation any better. People are dying every day not knowing our God. We as faithful Christians, we that know the Bible, that do live like the Bible say, and that know what the Bible teaches. Are we going to step up? Are we going to make a change? Are we going to actively go out pursuing to save others? Or are we going to continue to sit idle? Are we going to continue to allow the devil to win? I hope I got you thinking tonight, thinking about your life, the impact you have on others. I want all of you to know that God loves you But this, this is equally important. God not only loves you, but he forgives you. No matter what you've done, no matter what sins you have in your life, no matter how you've lived your life, no matter the impact you've had on others in the past or in the present, God loves you and God forgives. Maybe you haven't been baptized yet, but... You've lived your life this far and and you realize that that day of judgment can come at any time. It can come tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. It may not come in this lifetime, but you know that there is a possibility of it coming at any time. And you know that you need to get your life right with God before that day comes. Or maybe you've already been baptized but you know you haven't been that godly example to others. You know that those sins you committed before you were baptized that you were supposed to repent of, you haven't repented of those. And you keep sinning and sinning and not trying to repent and not trying to make a change in your life. But you know that you need to, and you know that you need to in order to be 100% on your salvation.
If you need prayers, prayers to receive guidance, prayers as to where you may have gone wrong, where your life is right now, we can help you with that as well. If we can help you with anything, I beg you, if there's anything we can do for you, please come forward as we stand and as we sing.